thank you for this day. We thank you for letting us be together here um, on this day to worship you. We pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts and open our minds so that we could um, focus on your word and receive the message. In Jesus' name, amen. in the 
My name is Joe Kate. I'm the minister here. We see so many um, visitors coming throughout the summer. We're grateful that you come. Thankful that you um, get out of bed on a sunny, easy day and uh, get dressed and come to worship. We don't take that for granted. And um, uh, we hope that we have a special service for you. If you ever have any questions, please ask any of us, including me, directly following the service. Um, but for now, uh, our services are recorded. You can find them on the website. We have donuts on table over there, and we have um, restrooms here in a security check-in station in the back. We like to frame our um, announcements and our five practices, the first of which is radical hospitality. Um, we try to live this out. Any large group struggles to um, fully understand who's new and who's been here for 25 years, especially as we switch services back and forth, but we try to be friendly uh, as much as possible. One of the ways that we do that is um, through prayer concerns. If you um, would like to share a prayer concern with our Tuesday prayer group, you can raise your hand and uh, an usher will bring you a note card and a pencil. If you'll just write your note legibly, it will be shared with the prayer group on Tuesday and um, prayed throughout this week. We believe in passionate worship. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, important announcements about that. One, uh, if you were out last week, we have one bulletin now. Uh, it does have two colors, uh, but the two services, but there's one bulletin order. Uh, so that helps us with duplication efforts, helps us with uh, organization, helps us with extra copies should we need them. And it emphasizes uh, that we do have two services, but we have one church. Um, also regarding worship, the um, painting in the sanctuary is done. Should you uh, uh, go to the 11 o'clock service occasionally, um, we will be in here, I think... Uh, one more full week next week uh, to be safe to give the cleaning crew a chance to get in there and really uh, clean it up. I suspect 11 o'clock worship will be in the sanctuary on the 25th, uh, but make sure you hear from us uh, that we say that and that uh, we can do that. Uh, next Sunday, as part of Passionate Worship, uh, will be a total celebration of um, VBS, and we want you to come and um, celebrate with us. Uh, we believe in intentional faith development, and uh, we got a doozy this week. I'm going to let Aaron, our Children's Director introduce it. Good morning. I'm Erin Knight, Director of Children and Family Ministries, and I'm so excited to kick off Vacation Bible School tonight. There's been a lot of planning and preparation, and a lot of you um, helping to make that happen, so I thank you. Just a few announcements in that regard. First of all, kids, um, to celebrate VBS kickoff in your worship bag, you'll find some extra pages today, and also a blank comic book you can create your own, so make sure you get one of those if you think that would be fun to draw in. There's stencils in the back, all kinds of fun stuff in there. Um, tonight we have the kickoff family night at 5.30. Um, again, this is not a drop-off, but a family event. We hope you'll join us for pizza and um, snow cones, a fire truck, crafts, missions. The list goes on and on. It's going to be really fun. And then um, that's at 5.30. At 6.30, we'll go into the social hall, and we'll have our community heroes come and um, talk to us about how they use heart, courage, wisdom, hope, and power, the five things we're going to learn about this week. So we have a veterinarian, a scientist, a fireman, a policeman, um, the director of Greer Relief. It's going to be a really fun night. 
Um, I do want to thank Adults Unlimited Mag and Magnolia Circle for doing the dinner tonight and the Morrises for sponsoring the snow cones. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, speaking of snow cones, please do not park in this back lot tonight. It will be blocked off. We will have the snow cones and the fire truck back there, so make sure you don't miss it. There will be things all over the campus, so we want to make sure we direct you to that. Um, for the dinner menu of the week, I don't know about your kids, but mine, I need to know what's being served before I plan on taking them and counting on them eating it. So from 5 to 5.30, Monday through Thursday, we'll have a free meal in here for children and volunteers. Monday will be ham or turkey sandwiches, Tuesday hot dogs, Wednesday tacos, Thursday Chick-fil-A, and um, I want to thank all those Sunday school classes who are providing that. Camax Stepping Stones Foundations, Cross Trainers, and Seekers. So thanks again to you all for making this a success. Hashtag snow cones and fire trucks. <laughs> Whenever I see that, I'll be there. Make sure, and, and she said it a couple times, it's been in the literature. Every Sunday night, we go different directions. Adults go different directions from their children. Adults will stay. Um, with their children and be with them all night as we celebrate. We believe in risk-taking mission and service. Uh, we're going to have a summer mission menu in the email coming out on Tuesday and Thursday this week. We were um, going to try to have it um, for today, um, but we're waiting on information from one more entity, and it'll show you all kinds of levels of ways you can participate in missions uh, this summer. We believe in extravagant generosity. You can see on the um, back section of your bulletin um, exactly how we're doing financially. You can see how to give online, and uh, you'll see instructions uh, during our offering to give the traditional way or um, online. Uh, we have one extra today, and it's a doozy. It's, uh, it's fun. I've never done this before. I'm not sure if y'all have done this before. I'm going to ask uh, Garner Brooks to come up. Garner Brooks is a student at North Greenville University and uh, is uh, in the religion department and is interested in some form of ministry in some way, shape, or form. And uh, Garner is going to be an intern here. Uh, all summer long. He's watched me for two years and said, you are a true source of wisdom, Joe. I wanted to watch you. That's not a joke. That's not designed to be funny. No. Um, Garner, if you'll just say uh, good morning to everybody. Hey. Morning. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm thankful for this opportunity to learn some true wisdom, you know, while I'm here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, uh, I've been a member here at Memorial for several years, and uh, like uh, Pastor Joe said, I'm a senior at North Greenville University this fall, and I'm a Christian Studies major, and so I'm interested in a career in ministry, so uh, I'm grateful for this opportunity to learn some more. Thank you. And welcome, Garner, uh, to this project. Brooks family is a fixture at the 11 a.m. service uh, on the uh, one of the um, second to last rows. They come a good 51 and a half out of 52 uh, throughout the throughout the year. Also, Garner identical twin, so you'll see his brother around as well, and they love to switch who has a beard, uh, especially on me, which is not cool, really, <laughs> frankly. Uh, maybe now that he's employed here, I can uh, force some sort of uh, mandate throughout the summer. But Garner will be working uh, with children. He'll be working with youth. He'll be working with Leslie in the office. He'll be um, going to the hospital with me. Um, we're going to let him preach on a Sunday. Um, do all sorts of stuff uh, so that we, he can um, uh, see every phase of ministry all over the church. And I'm, I'm real grateful for that. I think it's going to be fun. So we have a liturgy that's going to kick off uh, VBS and we're going to ask the leaders. I know people are um, somewhat reluctant to come to the front of the church, but you're going to come up together. We're going to call up VBS leaders in just a minute, but if you'll participate with me in the liturgy on the screen. Our VBS Hero Central begins tonight. A team of incredible leaders have volunteered to make this possible, helping children to discover their strength in God. We want to recognize and celebrate you all. Would all volunteers please come forward? And it's actually a statement. All volunteers please come forward. We're going to get you in a, um, a semicircle. And this includes anyone who is doing anything. Uh, food, uh, education, PE, classes. See, you're coming. I see it. And I want you to come and form so you can see the screen because you're going to participate in the liturgy. <laughs> the psalmist declared, do good, seek peace, and go after it. 
You are dedicating yourselves to leading students of all ages into a deeper relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You will be true heroes to the children of church and community in these coming days. Our prayer is that God will empower each of you to touch the lives of these children in a spiritually powerful way. May your time of service enrich your faith as well. And if you all read this. We ask for God's help as we enter this week of service. We offer ourselves to God's purpose. And as this congregation pray with us that by giving our time, we may This week, the children will learn that God's heroes have heart. God, give us a heart of love for these children this week. The children will learn that God's heroes have courage. God, give us courage for the task before us. <laughs> the children will learn that God's heroes have wisdom. The children will learn that God's heroes have hope. God, we place our hope in you. Let us share hope with the children. Finally, the children will learn that God's heroes have power. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit brought power to believers. May we share with the children the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives that they may share it with us. And congregation, if you'll join us. We pray that the Holy Spirit will guide and direct your steps. We pray that the children who attend Vacation Bible School sense the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives and recognize that they are endowed with the gifts that God provides. Gracious God, thank you for those whom you have called to your service. Raise up heroes among us. Give each volunteer a kind and compassionate heart for each child. Fill their hearts with love and courage. Grant them wisdom. Help them feel and share hope as they place their hope in Jesus Christ, who will give them strength through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you'll thank these volunteers for their work this week. And many, many more behind the scenes. This is, uh, Aaron has been a volunteer forever in children's ministries and in several places, but this is the first time she is running one. She is the director, and uh, she's done a lot of prep to make it special. You can go through the social hall on your way to which wherever you go and see um, some of the beauty and the fun of what's coming this week. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everyone that makes uh, this day special, for everyone that volunteers in ways that people can learn uh, about their faith, about you, about one another. Bless us in our worship, that we may hear this text, that we may understand it for ourselves, that we may make it our story, and live out the faith and life that you have placed before us as we leave this space. Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your Son taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. We're going to start off with a praise. <laughs> it's the benediction. And churches use all, all kinds of insider phrases, and sometimes they use them in their uh, uh, contemporary non-traditional services. Sometimes they don't. Um, but we have a benediction every Sunday in both services. And do you know why it's fun? Some people might think it's fun because it's the end. Oh, he's saying the thing that's the last thing we say. And now we're going somewhere, right? But the benediction has a foundational element in the worship of God for thousands of years. As the final word that's being said, a blessing that goes out to the people that they, and the last thing they hear as they're leaving that space, may it resonate with them as they leave that space. And in most cases, it has to do with the Holy Trinity, of which today is Trinity Sunday, which we focus on the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
the Father who created this earth, the Holy Spirit who swept over uh, the waters and who also, um, as we read last week at Pentecost, uh, was able to give people the ability to speak and inspire them, and the Son who came sacrificially, one who had total power. You ever hear someone say, uh, name, uh, say you know who I am? You ever hear a story of a celebrity or an athlete or someone said to someone in authority, hey, you know who I am? Side note, if you ever have to do that, they don't. <laughs> they don't. And you're not going to get some sort of benefit from being that. But the Son, this Son of God, could say to anyone, hey, do you know who I am? And never once did that. Always was sacrificial. Always was leading. All the way up until the end. Showing them what God wanted from them and from their lives. These benedictions are throughout the Bible. Sometimes they have to do with blessing a nation. Sometimes they have to do with blessing a community. Sometimes they have to do with blessing a congregation. And we give one every week, and you'll hear it at the absolute end, but I thought we'd pull it apart as we read this text because it's the basis of what I say every Sunday. So we're looking at um, 2 Corinthians, which of course means there's a 1 Corinthians. And in that 1 Corinthians, there's the famous text that we use at so many weddings, which has to do with what? One word. Love. If I, uh, 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 my words are a clanging symbol, I, I've said it a thousand times, I can't think of it on the fly because I didn't think to say it, but you know the text of, um, if I don't have love, anything that I'm doing is useless, right? In between the letter that's the first letter to the Corinthians and the letter that's the second letter to the Corinthians, there's been real pain and real strife. And we have two quotes today to describe it. Uh, one is Carla Works and one is Walter Taylor. Carla said, First Church Corinth is a community torn by factions. In fact, the Corinthians' divisiveness has taken center stage since the first canonical letter. Canonical just means that it was included in the Bible included in the canon. There's all kinds of writings throughout history, not all of them included in the Bible. And the first letter to the Corinthians, which is just a, like a letter you would write to someone or an email that you would write to someone. And the second one, in between those two, there's been serious trouble and divisiveness. You ever seen divisiveness in a church? Absolutely. You might see it over money. You might see it over staff. You might see it over the campus. You might see it as to whether to start a new service. You might see it as to whether to start a, a service that isn't traditional. Uh, over a bus. Over carpet color. Over uh, the time the minister's there. Over the time the minister's not there. Whatever it might be. People have expectations as they walk onto the campus. And those expectations are then colliding as they come into a room. And when people come into a room and those expectations are trouble, then um, you, you're going to have divisiveness. This is the second quote, Walter Taylor. The history of the relationship between the Corinthians and Paul has been convoluted. One of great spiritual closeness, but also sharply painful separation. Even within 2 Corinthians, their relationship alternates between confidence and charges that the Corinthians have fallen prey to false teachers. Chapters 10 through 13 are prime examples of the latter relationship. Any of y'all have complicated relationships with loved ones? You either really get along or you really don't. And really nothing in between. And you know what? One of the most difficult things would be that Jesus, though he was the fulfillment of the text, diverted people's thoughts away from human interests over and over and over again throughout the Bible. And as he did that, humans who wanted to protect those human interests said, he's a false teacher. He's not even close to what we want to be. And after his departure, people came in Jesus' name and were diverting off what Jesus said. And what were the people who were the followers of Jesus saying? Mm -mm, mm -mm, false teacher. Well, all these people who ever followed Jesus heard was that he was a false teacher. So how are we to decide? We already branched off from the original. How are we to know which one is now the authentic one? 
which is a really tough thing to determine. So there's all kinds of divisiveness among the people. There's divisiveness between Paul and the people. And Paul can't be there because he's starting other churches, so he writes them a letter. And we're going to read um, part of that letter. Um, the first thing that happens in any benediction that I've said is this, for, is this next phrase. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's significant. And in each of these statements we're saying, may it be with you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you a great image for that. This is John the Baptist baptizing him. If uh, I could download different talents, I might be able to um, play the guitar like uh, Charlie. I can play it, but not like he can. I might be able to like grow a beard like Thomas. Like That'd be fun. Uh, look at that thing. That is a hairy man. And he's out on the edges, right? And Jesus approaches him, a man who's gathered a bunch of people, People he's saying to them, someone else is coming far more important than I, to his credit. And when Jesus comes, he says, I need to be baptized by you. John the Baptist says, mm -mm, no way. I need to be baptized by you. But this is one of the great uh, examples of the grace of Jesus Christ. God uses humans all the time to do significant things. Every one of those humans, every human who's ever existed, has experienced great points of weakness and selfishness. But God continues to pursue them and put them in positions of authority and say, no, it is you. You're the one that's going to do this. So that grace that's in that um, picture is that a human was approached to do the will of God before that human did very significant things. So that leads us in the first verse. Figure this is uh, the end of a book that has said, man, y'all have been fighting a lot. Too much. Chapter 13, verse 11. Finally, brothers and sisters, goodbye. Put things in order. Respond to my encouragement. Be in harmony with one another and live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. How many times do you see stop fighting in there? A lot. When we uh, refuse to encourage one another, when we think, look, if you're going to do this, if you're going to be that stupid, there's no way I'm going to encourage you in that. There's no way I'm going to support you in that. You're on your own. Live in harmony with one another. Uh, it'd be fun to ask uh, the musicians, it'd be fun to ask Caitlin, at, I mean, uh, Renessa at 11, about times in which you have talented people, talented voices, but they're not in harmony with one another. They're competing with one another, even though they can all sing. Encouragement. Respond to it. Because you're turning me away, you're fighting with one another. And again, uh, uh, harmony and peace. So let's, uh, let's look at your next phrase. The love of God. So we have the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. You think about someone that you love every single day. And ways that you show that love to that person or animal. It might be an animal that you love every single day. And you think about the ways that you show that love. The way that you get up early. The way you cut off your plans to go home to let them out. The way that you take them to this place and that place to give them an opportunity to succeed. The love of our God surpasses any love that we can possibly fathom for the person that we love the absolute most. Let's look at the next picture. That's a little faded out. Uh, that's uh, Abram. Abram's out in the desert. He's got his family. And he's being called by God to be the leader of his nation and to take them to a totally different place. How many of y'all want to pick up from here and move to Georgia? 
But that's what our church is doing. We're going. How many of y'all are into that? <laughs> Pick up all your stuff. In fact, leave most of it behind. Y'all see an alarming number of storage places popping up in Greer? It's crazy how much stuff we have and how much stuff we put in there. The one especially across from Sonic has put an incredible amount of effort to build a structure so that I can go put a couch there that I don't want. <laughs> right? Leave your stuff. We're leaving in a week. We're leaving Greer and we're going to Georgia. That's what he was called to do. And before that covenant, he's called Abram. After the covenant, he's called Abraham. This is one of the things that I love about Scripture. When people start a covenant or they start a, um, with any of the leaders of the Bible, including Jesus himself, they give them nicknames or new names. And then they give them, like our family does, nicknames off of the nicknames. He says, you're not going to be Abram anymore. You're going to be Abraham. This is another example of the grace but it's also the love. I've provided something for you. I've provided you a covenant, a hope, a calling. I'm not going to encourage you to stay exactly where you are and do exactly what you were doing. We sometimes confuse that. We think love is somebody telling us, you don't have to change anything. Just be exactly who you are doing exactly what you're doing. Mm. Now, love is calling us to a new standard, a new possibility, new potential. And that's exactly what's happened there um, with Abram. Not hugs, pressing you onward. Let's look at verse 12. Say hello to each other with a holy kiss. All of God's people say hello to you. If these people are totally fighting with one another, if they dread even going to the meeting space. If they know in their heart what this person's going to say before they ever walk in the room and they don't want to hear it. And they don't want to hear what Paul has to say to them. Do you think that they want to give one another a holy kiss? But he's calling them to that standard anyway. He's saying greet one another. Encourage one another. Listen to one another. And a church that I think is far more divisive than we are currently could have a lot to learn about giving one another a greeting in which they are truly happy that this person has shown up. And they're, though they're more divisive than we are currently, any church has something to learn about this. Greet one another. Be friendly to one another. Look up from your feet. Look up from the person that you greet every single time and greet someone that you don't greet every time. So that someone who comes in this space who may or may not feel welcome, who may or may not feel confused, who may or may not think, wow, uh, this is a mistake. Like me walking into a Home Depot or O'Reilly Auto Parts. Like what is this and what aisle am I supposed to be on? Right? Just someone that's friendly, that's glad that you're here. And that leads to the last one um, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And let's look at the image for this phrase. Um, Peter and the disciples are speaking to a group gathered already for a holy day talked about this last Sunday. You're already here for a significant day, which is the celebration of the harvest, which is the celebration of the giving of the law. But we have people who are here from all over who are speaking different languages. How do you typically respond to someone who's speaking a different language? I would probably, the number one answer is, you know, kind of look curiously, but not try to communicate. If you are forced to communicate, just slow down and yell. That's somehow that is, <laughs> right? Just slow what you're saying and speak up and hope that it sinks in. Mm -mm. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit, those gathered from all over the Middle East, 
with different languages, different intentions, but all gathered for God, were brought together to hear the same language. These are three really significant stories designed to inspire the people that they can move beyond the simple thing that they're thinking, which is looking out for me and staring at my own belly button. Verse 13. And this is the benediction that we say so frequently, and it's the combination of it all. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You think sometimes I just say that phrase because it's the end of the service? Yes. Because I'm thinking about whatever's next. Do you think sometimes you just hear that phrase at the end of the service? Yes. Because you're thinking, I got to get to Sunday school. I got to teach. I got to get to the twos. I got to get out and get that present before we go to the thing. And I got to get home. I got to get lunch ready. Whatever it is, it's the end of the thing. And I'm looking for my keys and my wallet and my purse. I'm making sure I got my phone and we're out. But think of the significance of that phrase that we say to one another. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So that's your last phrase. Trinity Sunday, which is what we're celebrating today. Something that we can't quite fathom of those three entities being separate but one. We use things like uh, uh, metaphors, and Jesus used metaphors. Sometimes we use metaphors with children, and you know, sometimes they hold up, sometimes they don't. One metaphor that's always used with the Trinity is that I'm both a son to my, to my parents, a father to my children, and a brother to my sister. You know, I'm three things in one. And we say, it's kind of like that, it's not like that. It's far more expansive than that. It's far more significant than that. And I think we have one more image. Now you can't see all of those, but we'll put it in the email that goes out on Tuesday. But you have um, believe, whole, incomprehensible, saved, Jesus, equal, faith, everlasting, eternal, substance, another. But we have three. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each of us has read about this. Each of us have heard about this. I bet one of you, one of these appeals to you more than the other. Something about you, something about your faith, something about the way you want to live out. If you think, um, which of these three sticks out to me more? Creator, Redeemer, Instigator. Maybe if it's not about religion, you might, Instigator might really stick out to you, but maybe not as much in religion. But Creator, one who made all that is. Redeemer, one who came to humanity to say, Whoa, y'all have gotten way off the path and I'm going to draw you back and sacrifice so that you can figure it out. Or instigator, Holy Spirit, y'all are going to do way more than you think good and do. You've been called in the leadership, let's go. I'm going to make this group go beyond its wildest dreams. So while one of those might appeal to you more, creator, redeemer, instigator, I want you to consider how you might expand your faith and pray in one of the other images. Great Creator, we thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you've shown us, and the fact that I'm on this very earth. Redeemer, thank you for giving us a perfect example, for being sacrificial though you were God's son. Instigator, I'm prone to do exactly what I did yesterday, and I hope to do that again tomorrow, even if it's faithful. Push me beyond what I would normally do. Because I know that's what you do. One of those might be a place of comfort for you. I would encourage you to push yourself beyond that and pray to another um, part of that entity. Three images. Three parts of an amazing being. And as we say it at the end of the worship service, Consider all these images that we've discussed. Let us pray.
wonderful Creator. We infrequently notice and express our gratitude for the things that are around us. When we see the mountains, when we see the beach, it sticks out to us. When we see the sunset, it sticks out to us. When we're rested and we're on vacation, it sticks out to us. Lord, show us in the insane busyness of our life the joy of your creation. Redeemer, call us to be sacrificial. And when we want to quarrel, when we want to defend our position, when we want everyone else to fall in line, help us to listen first. Help us to sacrifice our individual needs so that others may witness it. Holy instigator, push us beyond the boundaries in which we feel comfortable, both individually and corporately. Lead us and inspire us to go beyond this place that others may know your holy name. In your son's name we pray. Amen. If you'll stand as you're able and join me in our modern affirmation. If you notice, it celebrates the Trinity as well. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all His works, and whose will is directed to His children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service, that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. You may be seated. It's now time for our offering, and you can, uh, the plate will go by if you would like to give that way, and you can give electronically. You'll see how to do that uh, in the extravagant generosity section.
stand and sing with us.
singing, they'll be spinning around in circles. They'll be singing a little bit more, they might spin around. It's a vacation celebration and you want to be here. Thank you so much to volunteers who are willing uh, to give to their week. Thank you for providing uh, food. Thank you for everyone who made this service happen today. If anyone would like to see the sanctuary and hear the proposed changes that we pitched last week, just come see me and we'll walk over there right now. Go in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all.